Hello there and welcome into another edition of The Intersection with conversation highlights from the Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. A former divorce attorney leads off this edition, offering encouragement for couples to stay together. You'll be hearing from Tony Newhoff, who provides practical and biblical insight. Well, Sharon Janes has just released her 25th book, and it deals with the story of your life. She answers questions such as, how can a person embrace the story that God has written so far? How has he redeemed the hurtful sections? And how can someone effectively tell his or her story? You'll be hearing from her coming up. And on this edition of The Intersection, comments from Daniel Kennedy. He's been involved in ministry through counseling and healthcare. He's also a filmmaker who delves into how to bridge the gap between life expectancy and healthy life expectancy in a series that he's released, including biblical direction. Finally, it's Tom and Joanne Doyle of Uncharted Ministries. She leads an outreach to women called Not Forgotten, and they share from their observations and interactions about how God is moving in the lives of women throughout the Muslim world. This is the intersection of production of The Meeting House. I'm Bob Crittenden. Tony Newhoff, even though she was once a divorce attorney, wants to see married couples stay together, and she is willing to provide some practical and biblical direction. She is a podcast co-host and wife of leadership expert Carrie Newhoff. She has written a book entitled Before You Split, Find What You Really Want for the Future of Your Marriage. From a recent Meeting House conversation, here now is Tony Newhoff. One of the first steps is just seeing whether you can make an agreement on on one tiny step, one baby step. So maybe it's that for the sake of the family, you're going to try to bring a different, a kinder tone, um, a tone of kindness and respect into your family space. Um, that might be a first step. I know a couple who were on the brink of divorce, and they decided that they were just going to try to um, watch a television show together once a week. You know, they were going to share an experience together, do one thing together, and see if they could find some common ground and build from there. And so the, the research shows that shared experiences are a good way to, um, to reestablish a bond. Um, being deliberate about creating emotional safety for each other is another way. Uh, just uh, uh, um, by emotional safety, I mean validating and accepting each other's emotions for what they are. Uh, and shifting, you know, shifting the way you talk about each other or approach each other and injecting more positives into the way you communicate, uh, maybe some more compliments. Uh, you know, there are all of these little adjustments that you can make to try to just disrupt the negative pattern that you might be in. There is a hidden lie that I understand that you and Carrie, in fact, had encountered in your own marriage. And that that lie being, I'm better off alone. And mm -hmm. that, you know, that uh, I guess that's akin to the old cliche, the grass is greener. Well, how did you discover this lie was in operation and how were you able to deal with it biblically and replace that with the truth? That's a great question. Uh, and the way I'm better off alone showed up was um, was more, it, it wasn't really that I was looking, you know, looking out the grass is greener on the other side, but I was, 
withdrawing and I was disengaging when really what you need in a in a relationship in a healthy marriage is for both people to engage and you know to bring something to the table in terms of your your emotional connection and uh and it, yeah it was through um Christian counseling actually and a lot of prayer and reflection uh and some uh prayer where you know, I had to specifically pray that Jesus would, would shine his light on what was inside me, whatever darkness was there, because um, we were having problems. And one of the problems was that uh, I would, I said I was fighting for peace, but actually there was some stonewalling going on. And, you know, that's never, that's that's a red flag in a relationship. And there there are ways that we act that are tied to our past, you know, in my case, it was trauma in my past that was involved, and I didn't really, I didn't know that it was going on. It wasn't even on my radar screen until I was in my 30s, and so yeah, it was, it was a hidden lie that, by the grace of of God and um, the illumination that I believe Jesus brings, uh, I was able to recognize that that was my tendency, but not a healthy tendency, and eventually was able to replace it with the truth that I need to rely on God and others to be fully alive. It was quite a process, Bob. No doubt. And and a concept that I understand that you really have placed in this book before you split is this developing what we might call a team mentality. Carrie and I were in the in the category I described of conflict that just seemed to go from bad to worse. And uh, it went over a, not just a short period of time, it really stretched into years. And I think we've, we both uh, were trying to advance our own positions and our own opinions, and we would argue as if we were trying to persuade the other person to come over to our side, and had to, to realize eventually that um, if we didn't drop our individual positions and start taking a more united approach to our to whatever issues we were trying to discuss that we we were actually going to put our marriage at risk. Tony Newhoff here on the intersection. You can find out more by going to the website beforeyousplit.com. Next up on this edition of the Intersection, it's Sharon Jane's of Girlfriends and God. In our conversation recently, she related insight based on her book, When You Don't Like Your Story, What If Your Worst Chapters Could Become Your Greatest Victories? With insight now, this is Sharon Janes. God inspired me to write this because I am with women all the time who who simply do not like their story. And usually, Bob, it's not their whole story that they don't like. There's certain chapters that they wish they could rip out. And and I say women because that's what my ministry is for mm-hmm. women. But when I'm, I'm with I'm talking to men, they they've, they've got it too. It's not just a, not just a girl thing. But we've all got stories that we wish weren't part of, of the narrative that we want to rip out, things we'd like to erase, things that we wish had never happened. But what I have discovered in my own life when I, I go back and look at those difficult parts of my life since I've been in ministry these 30 years, it's those difficult stories that God has used the most to help other people. You know, I I look at how he's redeemed those difficult stories, the the loss of a child, growing up in a violent home environment, how he's gotten me through that, what he's taught me through that, through infertility. And and I could make, you know, a long list, but 
But those difficult times that I used to want to rip out and mark out are what God has highlighted is, no, don't keep this a secret. Don't keep this to yourself. Um, I have been preparing you for what I've prepared for you. And these stories are what God has highlighted in my life to help other people. That's what I want, that's what I want us to all realize, that those difficult stories, um, they're not something to hide or to want to throw away. But let God redeem it and then use those stories to help someone else. So in order to have a redeemed story, there are some steps we have to take. And the first step, we have to decide, do I want a different story? Because even if something bad has happened, that is not the end of the story mm, unless yeah. we let it be. Because God wants to change that. We we often get stuck in the middle. We decide we want to stay there. And if we want to move forward, we've got to decide, I want a different story. Basically, I want to get well. Remember when Jesus went to that pool of Bethesda and that was, there was this lame man who had been sitting there for 38 years. And Jesus walked up to that man and he asked him the strangest questions. He said, do you want to get well? Now, that's kind of odd we look at him. Well, of course he does. He's been lame for 38 years, waiting for someone, for an angel to stir the water so he can be the first one in and be healed. But, but Jesus asked him that question, do you want to be healed? And he didn't even answer the question. He started making excuses about why he was the way he was. Not that we would ever do that, right? But he asked us that question too. Do you want to have a different story? Hmm. Do you want to stop picking at that emotional scab? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be free? Do you want to forgive the people who've hurt you and move on? Or do you want to stay there and be angry and bitter? And put that bitterness on a shelf and kind of dust it off every now and then because you're afraid that person will go free if you forgive them, which the honest truth is that person probably doesn't even care, doesn't even know. And the only person in bondage really is us when we choose not to forgive. But he comes to us and said, do you want to be well? Well, here's some things we have to do. Number one, we've got to forgive those people who have hurt us. Cut them loose. Let them go. It's not saying that what they did isn't wrong. We're not saying that it's okay. It's just saying that we're going to be free of it. We're not going to be a victim any longer. We're going to free, be free. And secondly, we, we need to come out of that shame place um, and, and accept God's forgiveness um, for what we have done ourselves. And, you know, Bob, I've heard so many people say, well, you know, I know God forgives me, but I can't, I can't forgive myself. And um, that's putting our standards a lot higher than God's standards. And when we say that, we're really, truly locking our own selves up in a jail cell and not receiving um, God's grace and God's forgiveness. But when we do those two things, we forgive those who hurt us, we um, come out of the shame place or forgive ourselves, then there is the final step because we've been redeemed at that point. But for, for me and what I've seen, the final step when we redemption means really to trade in one thing for another um, when we take the final step and tell someone our story, then that's when I really see the redemption take place. When, when we're not ashamed of what we've gone through, when we're not ashamed of what we've done, and we're able to tell someone else, this is what happened to me. This is what I did. This is how God brought me through it, picked me up, turned me around, and I know that he can do it for you. That is a total package right there. And that's how our worst chapters become our greatest victories. Sharon Janes here on The Intersection. You can learn more at whenyoudontlikeyourstory.com. Well, this is The Intersection podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. Learn more through meetinghouseonline.info or by going to the programming section at faithradio.org. 
Through the Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center. That's the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured here on The Intersection. You can find out more about The Intersection podcast. There's also a link to the iTunes feed. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community, and the other is The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. You can also follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. And there's a link to video content. Again, the website address, meetinghouseonline.info, or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Conversations from the Meeting House can also be found through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms. Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Moving on now on this edition of the Intersection Podcast, it's Daniel Kennedy, the researcher, creator, and director of a documentary series available through home video called Healthy Long Life. In our conversation, he provided some insight into his background and the components of healthy life expectancy, including the spiritual. From that conversation, this is Daniel Kennedy now. Now the life expectancy is almost 80 years in the United States, which is great news. Unfortunately, according to the uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the healthy life expectancy is under 70 years. So that leaves you with 10 years of your life that you're just going to be very ill in pain, suffering, and, and suffering from uh, crushing medical bills as well. And, you know, so when I came across that term, I was like, really? The CDC is measuring healthy life expectancy? What is that? And that's saying, if you're born today, how many years can you expect to live healthily in good health? And that's under 70 years. But if you're born today, you could expect to live 80. So that 10-year gap is not very good. And I saw it lived out with my my parents, uncles, and aunts. When I was eight years old, my grandmother uh, didn't live a long life. She lived a short, ill life. She died of ovarian cancer. So I'm eight years old. When that happened, she has three kids. My uncle Roger died of pancreatic cancer. My dad had cancer in his kidney, skin cancer, and they found a mass in his lung, but he died two years ago of congestive heart failure. And then my aunt died two years ago of uh, stage four melanoma. So, you know, grandma, grandma dies of cancer. Her three kids have cancer. There's five cousins total. And my first cousin has cancer, but he's doing very well. Uh, thank God he was able to, you know, do combination therapy with his oncologist in San Diego, plus our therapies at Oasis of Hope Hospital and, and praise the Lord, he's doing well. But I'm thinking, so does cancer run in my, can- in my family hmm. or are there things that I can do? Because I, if I can live a healthy long life instead of a long sick life, I want to do that. And I want to share that with people. And so that's why I did the documentary series. Uh, and why I have so many resources, even like a healthy cooking free app um, on healthylonglife.com. Well, and you touched on it earlier with respect to what we put into our bodies. That obviously is a strong component. What would be maybe a couple of other examples of what people can do to actually add healthy years? Well, here's some other great news. What I'm going to share that we can do to promote health 
it's not a good idea anymore. Your life could depend on it to overcome COVID-19 or, or hopefully prevent it. Um, but our bodies need things to promote health, not just medicine to fight disease. And so the very first thing you can do is quit smoking. If you're smoking, you have to drop that. That's the number one cause of heart disease and cancer, but also it gives you a predisposition predisp- uh, for getting COVID-19. So, you know, this is, this sounds really crazy, but one of the states in the United States has given priority to smokers for the vaccine against COVID-19. That's how important it is to quit smoking because they know smokers are very uh, vulnerable to that. Rest is so important in stress management. And in America, we, we wear being over busy, like a badge of honor. And we even brag that, well, I only sleep five hours at night. But, you know, that extra productivity, uh, you're going to pay for that in the end. So you have to rest. Keeping hydrated is so important. And then loading up on healing foods instead of harmful foods will actually affect you at the genetic level. The nutrients in healing foods turn on good genes and turn off bad genes. And throughout my series, we have top experts like from the Cleveland Clinic, Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn, and from Cornell University, Dr. T. Colin Campbell. We have the best-selling author, Dr. Michael Greger. We even have Dr. Dean Ornish, who was the personal physician for Bill Clinton, talking about how lifestyle medicine overrides bad genes by a lot. When I say by a lot, how much is that? Well, you can visit the American Cancer Society's uh, website and find a bold statement that comes from the National Cancer Institute, which is out of all types of cancers, all put together, only 10% of them are provoked by uh, genes. Can you imagine? 90% of it has to do with the choices we're making on our, our lifestyle. And so I, if that can't motivate you, I don't think I could motivate you. But I am so hoping that you'll watch my documentary series and you'll visit our website to get resources because you can absolutely add healthy years to your life. Daniel Kennedy here on The Intersection. You can find out more by visiting the website, healthylonglife.com. Finally, on this edition of The Intersection, it's the co-founders of Uncharted Ministries, Tom and Joanne Doyle. She has launched the women's outreach of the ministry called Not Forgotten. They shared with me about how God is working among Muslim women who have become Christians in the Middle East. They are the authors of the book, Women Who Risk, Secret Agents for Jesus in the Muslim World. Here now are Tom and Joanne Doyle. First of all, in their culture, women are looked down upon. For instance, if a woman gives birth to a baby boy, there is much rejoicing and much celebration. But if she gives birth to a baby girl, it is not that way. There are sometimes actually grieving and mourning. In very you know, fundamentalist families, often the father will spit and run out of the room, mm. doesn't even want to be a part of naming that daughter. Now that we can't generalize that, that's not the case for all Muslims, but the mentality is that, that, that men are more valuable than women are. Women don't carry as much value. So when you've been trained and taught and seen that modeled your entire life, you know, your view of yourself is going to be very small. So, but on the other hand, we see how God has created women and it doesn't matter what religion you're from, God has created women to be the spiritual influencers in their family. 
if all of us would look back at our own lives and see, you know, who is someone that influenced us spiritually, we probably almost all of us name at least one woman, if not more. So God has given women this role to be the spiritual influencer. In fact, um, Tom one time was talking to an imam and he said his job was to study the, you know, study the Quran and all of that, but it was his wife's job to pass that on to her children. So even in Islam, women are the ones that are the spiritual gatekeepers of hmm. the family. When they come to faith in Jesus, whoa, first of all, they are looking for truth. They are looking for answers. And so if let's say a woman has a dream about Jesus, oh my goodness, so often we've heard her say, I have never felt as comfortable or as safe with a man as I did in the presence of Jesus. So they're willing to count the cost to follow him. Um, and oftentimes they do count the cost, either with persecution, abuse from their loved ones, being just owned by their family. And ultimately, sadly, some of them are even killed for their faith in the Islamic culture. Well, you are listening to Meeting House here on Faith Radio. Tom and Joanne Doyle are joining me today. They have co-authored a book that is entitled Women Who Risk Secret Agents for Jesus in the Muslim World. They are the co-founders of Uncharted Ministries. And Joanne has launched the women's outreach called Not Forgotten. So, Tom, tell me just a bit from your standpoint as a as a man, why is it that that you really wanted to to speak into this topic area? Well, you know what? After a couple of decades of working in the Muslim world, we realized that uh, if you reach the Muslim woman, you can really reach the Muslim world. Now, you wouldn't think that with the religion of Islam, like Joanne shared with the limited rights among the fundamentalists that practice Islam. Uh, they can be very marginalized. Many of them can wear a niqab where you just see their eyes. It's very dehumanizing to them. But on the other hand, just like Jesus chose people that kind of raised eyebrows in his time, you know, tax collectors and prostitutes and, you know, lepers and that. Jesus is working through women in the Middle East, which we wouldn't expect them to have influence because it's such a male-dominated religion. But it doesn't matter. God has given spiritual rights to the mother right. in the family. And so when they come to faith in Christ, they are willing to tell their children. There's no question they're going to tell their children, even if it could cost them their life. And then they go to their husband. And so... Every movement we see where Muslims are coming to faith in Christ, women are, are just risking it all and counting the cost and standing for Christ. They're right in the middle of it. God's using them. Tom and Joanne Doyle here on The Intersection. You can find out more at womenatriskbook.com. We're nearing the end of this week's edition of The Intersection Podcast. It's a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by accessing the programming section at faithradio.org. There's a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured here on the podcast. There's also a link to the Intersection Podcast and the Media Center through the homepage and a link to the iTunes feed. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community, and the other is The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Plus, there's a link to video content. Again, you can go to meetinghouseonline.info or visit the programming section at faithradio.org. Thanks for joining me. 
for this edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.